Welcome to our podcast, Redeemed, where we discuss what it means to live the redeemed Christian life and how that should affect the way that we live our everyday life. So thanks for joining us, and let's get to it. another episode of Redeemed. Um, after our last podcast, uh, I said we were going to be looking at the plates, and so that's what we're going to be looking at on this episode. Indeed. And we're going to kind of just kind of popcorn around a little bit and just talk about the different plagues. And the lesson here that I really want us to pull that uh, connects back to me living the redeemed Christian life is that when it was all said and done, after all the plagues were done and Pharaoh finally let the people go, there was no doubt in anybody's mind that it was God who did it. Does that make sense? <laughs> and so that's very important. And I think that's the main lesson we need to pull from the plagues is just that it wasn't Moses who did it. Aaron didn't do it. God did it. Oh, yeah. And it took some time to get to that point. But when it, but when those Israelites walked out of Egypt, they knew that the Lord had done it for them. Yeah, he left no doubt. Mm-hmm. With the, the, the creativity of God was on full display here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of things here that I don't understand. Um, one of the things is uh, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart and all that stuff. Right. I don't know how that all intertwines. I don't know how that plays in. That's a conversation I would love to have when I finally get to heaven mm-hmm. and talk to God about it. Say, Lord, why'd you do it this way? But what really shines through is the fact that when it was all said and done, they walked out of Egypt. They were following the Lord. And they knew that he was the one that was going to get them through the, through, through the wilderness and on to the next step. Yeah. So with that being said, we have several plagues that took place. And Michael, which one was the one that interests you the most? I'd say favorite, but that kind of sounds bad. <laughs> talk about, let's, talk about, let's talk about our favorite plague. Yeah, your favorite plague. No, so which one interests you the most? Uh, the frogs. I um, The frogs, just the, the sheer number of frogs that I have to picture in my head for the... It's almost a swarm of frogs, essentially. Uh, that he, that God was able to just bring them out of the Nile, and then they just wreaked havoc on the city. And then, because it'd already be annoying enough to have frogs just jumping all over the place, mm-hmm. getting into everything. Mm-hmm. But then the frogs died. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and they didn't go to the river and die. They came just wherever they were at, wherever they happened to be, right in the town square, just belly up, dead. Dead Dead frog. And I don't know. I I have a different perspective on, or a new perspective, I should say, on the smell of a dead frog because where I'm living currently, there are a lot of frogs. And they are very brave, (laughs) and they will try to cross the road at all hours of the day. Not all of them make it. And the smell is something. And that shit's from a couple frogs. So I can only imagine. It says that they were piled into heaps and the land reeked of them. So, I mean, if you think about, I can just think about the smell of a couple frogs dead in the road. Okay. But then to have just and piled into heaps, plural, there was a lot of piles of dead frogs. Because, like, 
they, you know, Aaron or God did it through right. Aaron, did that. But then, like, the Pharaoh's magicians came in and also did it. So it's like you have the frogs that, that God has plagued you with, but now your own people, I feel like, uh-huh. have plagued you with even more yeah. frogs. The mag- magicians came in with the times two multiplier. Yeah, great job, guys. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, is this what you were trying to do? <laughs> and, and I can put this into perspective, too, because in Texas, when it would rain, I don't know where these frogs were living when it wasn't <laughs> raining, but as soon as it would rain, you're talking hundreds of thousands of frogs would show up. Yeah. And they'd be everywhere. <laughs> You'd be driving down the road and you could hear them as you're driving on rip, 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 squish, squish, squish. Yeah. I mean, it was that bad. It was that bad. So, I mean, so I can kind of picture what yeah. this kind of uh, uh, right. this plague looked like, and so I can put it into perspective. And it, and it does stink because, I mean, they're dead all over the road. Yeah. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But yet it wasn't enough. No, this then. But again, because like like Amanda said, the magicians were able to to duplicate it, if you will. So then God had to get a little more severe. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, Amanda, you want to share which one you found in your case the most disgusting? <laughs> uh huh. I I mean they're all pretty disgusting. Um, I think the gnats. I stand by that one just because I think gnats are the most annoying creatures in the world mm-hmm. because. They're just teeny tiny. They're impossible to kill. And when you do find the kill one, there's like five more that pop up. And that's without a plague. That's just on a normal day. Mm-hmm. That's just trying to eat some normal fruit. Or they're the ones that just, they come right in your face. And they I feel like they just do it to annoy people. <laughs> and they really they really bug me. <coughs> but this was... But then the magicians couldn't produce the right. gnats. So even the magicians after this plague told Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. Yep. But I think the gnats would... I mean, I feel like that's a lot less than a pile of dead frogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would find that to be a major annoyance. Yes. All of it would be a major annoyance. <laughs> to just annoyance. latch on to everything. Just the, the small amount of gnats that come around just your average household yeah. are annoying. I hate them. And not to even <laughs> consider the amount that they had to use in the yeah. plague. And I think if I understand correctly, though, most of these plagues were just happening to the Egyptians. Yeah. It wasn't happening to the Israelites. It right. was just the yeah. Egyptians. So all the dust throughout the land of Egypt became gnats. That's a lot of gnats. That's a lot of gnats. <laughs> a lot of gnats. Yeah. Like, oh. what happened to the dust? <laughs> That's true. So maybe it was really all of a sudden very clean, dust-free, <laughs> but like, I'd rather have dust than gnats. Yeah, all day long. Yeah. Twice mm-hmm. on Sunday. And as we proceed down, it seems like the plagues get worse as they go along. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I'm saying. So you got the because well, Pharaoh was then, not getting the point. Yeah. <laughs> then they have the flies, and then you have the plague on the livestock, mm-hmm. uh, where all the livestock died. Then you got the plague of the boils, which is the stuff that would affect the skin, <laughs> cause irritation there. Mm-hmm. And the hail. And then you got the hail. I would have figured it out by the boils. Yeah. The boils would have gotten it for me. Like, all right, dude, I get it. Uh-huh. And now I'm not Let sure the go. people here in Washington understand the hail that they're talking about coming down in Egypt. Okay. Oh, no. Because, you know, the, the hail we have good. up here is that little bitty yeah. miniature stuff. I'm this talking about like Colorado this. hail, man. This is baseball. <laughs> falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Like in Texas or in Missouri, they would actually uh, total out cars. It would hit, oh. hit do yeah. so much damage. Mm-hmm. Well, and it says so. hail fell and lightning flashed back and forth. It was the worst storm in all the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. That's a pretty bad storm. <laughs> that's a bad storm. <laughs> to be like, this is the worst storm since we have a combination. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. And then you have the plague of the locusts, which, which also would have been very annoying. Very annoying, especially since they eat everything. 
Yeah. Yeah, you guys thought you stocked up on food. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how fast they can actually get through uh, destroying a field. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I've yeah. heard farmers and stuff talk about it. When it does happen, grasshoppers, mm-hmm. local, oh, man, they can just destroy it. And then you have the plague of darkness, which everything was dark, which, I mean, if you're from Alaska, that's probably no big deal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You call that the winter. Yeah. <laughs> but for them, it was probably something that they'd never seen before because they can't, I mean, Egypt, I would assume, it's a pretty sunny place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very sunny. I got friends there. Yeah. But what would have what would have been affected again was the fact they couldn't grow any food because there was no sunshine for the food to yep. photosynthesize. So and then you got a problem again. Look at that word. Science. You hear that word he used? Uh huh. Write that down <laughs> on your buzzword sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Big word there. And then lastly, and I hate to say, I find this one to be the most interesting plague for me. It's the plague of the firstborn. It's because you are a firstborn. Yeah, exactly. Who are you? <laughs> Fair. If I had lived in Egypt, I would have been in trouble. Uh-huh. But I find it interesting the things that he sets up through this that are going to carry on for years to come. Right. Does that make sense? How he begins to set up the Passover feast and all that stuff, the unleavened bread, and how uh, that is going to carry on for, oh, shoot, until he comes. You know, generations. Yeah. And uh, I find it interesting because it's just like this is the one where God says it's enough. Mm-hmm. We're doing this now. Time is up. Done playing. Yep. We're moving on. And uh, and for some reason, you know, I cannot, I just, there's power to me in the fact that, you know, God told to put the blood over the doorpost. Right. And then their house will be passed over. The angel of death would pass over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, to me, that is just an image in my mind that's just like, holy crap. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If you don't do it right, you're going to lose your kid. Yeah. You know what you, I'm saying? You follow instructions on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God's not messing around. He's he's getting it done. And, of course, Pharaoh loses his firstborn, and so does most of Egypt. Right. And at this point, Pharaoh seems like he's a very broken person at this moment. At this moment. Yeah, he's probably wishing he would have figured it out a lot sooner. Right. And he finally lets the Israelites go. Now, it says at the end, once again, um, he changes his mind, his heart is hardened, and he starts to chase after the Israelites. Mm-hmm. When the Israelites left Egypt, there was no doubt in their mind that God was in control. Right. God was the one that, is, that orchestrated it, that he was the one that was leading them. And as we follow the Israelites along in the progressions that they make, it is amazing to me just how much he he is actually stepping in and actually leading his people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes when we look around and things don't seem to make sense, sometimes God is just trying to prove that he's still God. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And he's going to do things his way. And he operates on a level that we can't comprehend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it you know, as we start going through the New Testament, you're going to see some things once again that God did things out of the ordinary to prove who he was. Which is interesting because God really doesn't have to prove who he is, but he just wants the glory to come to him. Does that make sense? As it should. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's all powerful. He doesn't have to prove it. No. But he wants that glory to reflect him, and that's what he's going for. And as redeemed Christians, we need to make sure that we don't forget who's got the power and who's the glory really needs to go to. Because we don't do anything. Moses didn't do anything. Aaron didn't do anything. They were just the people God used. Okay? Just the tool. Mm-hmm. Just the tool. We need to be the tool that God can use and understand that anything we do needs to reflect the glory back to Him. 
Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.